Yesterday, we were speaking about the importance and necessity of putting a positive direction in our life. And we saw that what Refuge is uh, speaking about is going in a direction in which uh, we ourselves will protect ourselves mm-hmm. from uh, difficulties in life. And we went through a whole list of uh, difficulties that uh, we face in life that prevent us from gaining happiness. And we saw that uh, on the most basic level, happiness comes from a feeling of uh, connectedness with uh, others, which we establish on the basis of, to start with, refraining from destructive behavior. And when people are confident that uh, we're not going to do anything to hurt them, we're not going to be nasty to them, then they trust us. And friendship is based on the foundation of trust. And with that as the basis, then in order to be happy, to have more and more connection with others, we need to refrain from getting angry with them, from being pushy with them, being selfish, general opening up our hearts and uh, not just narrowly thinking only of ourselves. So all of these uh, ways of behaving destructively, with anger, etc., being closed-minded, closed-hearted, all of these are things that uh, we develop a sense of just being horrified at that, that we're continuing that. It's usually referred to as fear. Well, I'm afraid that I'm going to continue to be like that, which will continue to cut me off from others, leading to loneliness, depression, unhappiness. But I realize that it's not hopeless. I'm not helpless in this situation, that there is a way to overcome all of these obstacles, all of these self-destructive obstacles, because it is possible for the brain and the mind to forge new pathways, new habits. Brain can do that. Mind can do that. It's possible to change. As in that example of learning to use your left hand if your right hand gets paralyzed. And if we forge new pathways, then we can overcome fear, for example, the fear of opening our minds up our hearts up to others. The mind is perfectly capable of being open, not just closed, stubborn, afraid of anything that's new or different. So we have this fear, being horrified of things continuing in a bad direction. We have confidence that it's possible to change and open up, and also compassion. We want to do that so that the thinking of others, that we can be more, even just on a selfish level, be more connected with uh, others, from that all the way up to really benefiting them. So those were the three causes that uh, we have, that we put them together as the emotional state for taking refuge, for putting this positive direction, this safe direction in our lives. So I'm presenting all of this on a very, very basic fundamental level before we get into technically Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. You need to understand the general 
idea that's uh, behind uh, refuge and safe direction before we go to details. Because this whole idea of putting the safe direction in one's life actually is very beneficial for anybody. You don't need to be a Buddhist for that. What uh, Buddhism offers is the, uh, what shall we say? What becomes uniquely Buddhist here is speaking in terms of, well, you can go all the way to becoming a Buddha. So not just go in that direction in general in life, but uh, here's the ultimate goal that one could reach. Well, you don't even have to believe in that ultimate goal in order to go in that direction. And we speak of Dharma just in a very general way as the methods that uh, Buddha taught. Well, many of these methods anybody can follow, even without believing in rebirth and so on. And if we speak in general of Sangha, we don't have to necessarily think of the uh, community of Aryas who have had non-conceptual cognition of voidness. I mean, we don't meet too many of those. But uh, we can uh, just gain some strength but knowing that, from knowing that there are others who also are working in this direction. So when we speak about uh, refuge... We need to have some fundamental level of it, which is, uh, as I say, this very basic level of working on ourselves, going in this direction to, you know, we're horrified at, uh, you know, just messing things up further and further in life. We're confident that we can actually change, and uh, we are uh, working toward being more connected with others. Then, stage by stage, step by step, we can work through Lamrim motivation, etc., to aim for enlightenment. But this basic direction is underlying the whole path. It's the foundation. Otherwise, it's very easy to be practicing Buddhist methods, especially advanced ones of visualization and tantra and recitation and mantras and all these things, but we're not really applying it to changing ourselves, to you know, making some improvement in our life. We're just sort of doing it for whatever reason it might be. And it's not having an effect on the way that we deal with everyday situations in life. And that's missing the whole point. The whole point of any of the practices is self-transformation. Working on ourselves, overcoming shortcomings, realizing more good qualities, being of more help to others. All the Dharma methods are intended for that. So, now, what are the basic uh, methods that we use to actually meditate? Meditate means build up this habit of uh, putting the safe direction in our life. And there's a general method that uh, is used, which is applied to several different uh, things in the Dharma teachings. And it's uh, the... Uh, uh, using the imagination, a lot of the methods in Buddhism employ the imagination. And here we imagine in three stages, three different situations. These are falling off a cliff, just on the edge, about to fall off a cliff, and going like on a conveyor belt toward the edge of the cliff where we're going to fall off. Right, whether we use a cliff or we use the roof of a skyscraper, it doesn't matter, obviously. Okay, so first we uh, 
identify what it is that we're falling to. And uh, we can start with uh, some general example, like for instance, um, a state of depression, of loneliness and isolation. Okay. That's something that uh, we would be horrified to fall into. Right? I'm an old person and I just stay in my apartment and lonely, isolated, depressed, like that. And we think, what are the, you know, first of all, we're horrified at that. Really don't want that to happen. And we understand that this is being caused by our uh, just being closed-minded, thinking only of ourselves, complaining all the time. Anytime that anybody comes, we're just completely unpleasant to be with. All these sort of things. And so then the second thing is, uh, in addition to being horrified to uh, this uh, happening or continuing to be happy, we're confident that it's possible to stop that, build up better habits. And we think of others, and if I'm like that with anybody, not only do they not want to be with me, but it really makes them unbelievably unhappy. You know, it leaves them, you know, just oh, in a horrible state of mind after they've been with us. And I don't want that. I want them to not be like that, not experience that. And so with this motivation, this three-part motivation, then we imagine that we're falling into that uh, depression. You know, we're already on our way down into that and how, wow, I really don't want to uh, want that to happen. And I want to put some safe direction in my life to avoid that. Then the second step, I'm just on the edge of being, you know, falling into that uh, horrible state of mind. And wow, I really don't want this. I'll put that safe direction. And then now we're a little ways back from it. But we're heading in that direction, you know, if we continue acting the way that we uh, do. And then we say, we feel, you know, wow, I've got to stop. There is a possible safe direction that I can go and I'm going to put that direction in my life. I'm going to work on myself so that when I'm with others, I'm not going to complain all the time. That's the threefold way that uh, we meditate on refuge. You got it? I mean, obviously, you could do this with imagining falling into a hell, but uh, we don't have to uh, uh, restrict ourselves to that uh, classic way of uh, meditating, you know, going into some horrible, isolated depression. In an, you know, that's a hell enough that we want to avoid. The classic form is imagining you're falling into a hell. Okay, so let's try that. So first, with uh, any meditation, we need to quiet down. And we usually do that with focusing on the breath. And the breath is uh, quite helpful because it, you have to let go of each breath. You can't hold your breath forever. So as you breathe out each time, then whatever tension, whatever other thoughts you're having, etc., you try to let go with your exhaling of the breath. That way it helps us to calm down, quiet down.
It also connects us with our body, not just being lost in our thoughts. And that uh, helps to ground us, in a sense. Then we bring to mind what this state is like of being depressed, lonely, isolated, bitter, nobody loves me, this type of state of mind. We don't have to actually generate it, but uh, just uh, remember it. And this is something really horrifying, horrible state of mind. I certainly don't want that. I'd be horrified if that uh, happens to me. And I'm afraid that that's going to happen if I don't change. But I'm confident that it is possible to change. The brain is, has this neuroplasticity. Mind is flexible. It is possible to change my habits. Stop complaining, stop reacting in such a, you know, uh, unpleasant way that just drives people away. I can open up my uh, heart to others. I don't have to be just so close, thinking only of me and wanting to complain about everything that's happening to me, 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 not caring about somebody else. And I care about others, the effect of my behavior on them. I don't want to make them unhappy by the way that I'm behaving. That's with compassion. So now we imagine that we're falling into this state of depression, isolation, loneliness. We haven't hit the complete bottom yet, but we're falling into that. So being horrified at that, confident that we can change, and compassion for others, then have this strong resolution, a strong aim. I'm going to put some positive direction in my life, work on overcoming that. So it's like we were falling and now we want to change our direction and fly back up. Then we're just on the edge of the cliff, about to fall. Again, horrified at falling. Ah, but I'm confident that I can stop. I'm not concerned about everybody else. And so going in that direction of holding back from falling. 
go in a positive direction. Now we see that we're heading toward the edge of the cliff. We're not there yet, but if we continue acting the way that we've been acting, it's going to bring us closer and closer to that edge. And I really want to avoid that. It's horrifying. So I'm going to put that safe direction in my life now to avoid this. I'm confident that I can go in that positive direction and I'm concerned about the effect of what I'm doing on everybody else. Okay. And we quiet down. And end the meditation with focusing on the breath again to, in a sense, settle back down. Okay. So what questions do you have or comments do you have about the, this basic method of uh, meditating on refuge? This is the structure. We fill in many different hellish type situations that we want to avoid. And we can fill in on the other side, more clear idea of uh, what it is to go, means to go in that direction in terms of the goal of you know, Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. But the structure is the same. First you get the structure, then you fill in detail. So, any questions or comments about the meditation? Is there any structure which doesn't include fear? Because uh, I'm, I'm working for a long time to, on the positive, on, on, develop, on developing positive side, sides in my life. And I think that fear is the thing, thing which is which blocks everything and uh, doesn't allow good things to happen. Well, this is why I think it's important to differentiate two types of fear. There's the fear that uh, comes along with the feeling of uh, there's, it's hopeless, I'm helpless, there's nothing I can do, and this paralyzes us. That's a very negative type of fear. But uh, there's a positive type of uh, fear. See, the problem is the word fear. But there's a positive side, which is knowing that there is, a, there is a way to avoid something that I want to avoid. And so I'm not helpless. And it uh, drives me to um, avoid what it is that I want to not experience. So... What word? I mean, let's use an example of uh, you're taking a uh, splinter out of your finger, right? You're taking something out of your eye. 
Well, I am afraid that, you know, that I'm going to make it worse. But I know that if I'm careful, I can avoid that. So why do you want to be careful? You want to be careful because you don't want to hurt yourself. So there's that strong feeling that I don't want to hurt myself. So that is, so what do we call that? Is that fear? Is that dread? Is that just horrified at the idea that I'm going to, you know, stick this needle in my eye or something like that? You know, what do you call it? That's, the, that's really the issue. The, the difficulty here is what word we're going to use for it. I mean, I used to use the word dread. I don't know if you have that in Russian. But the example that I used was that uh, I, I have this uh, uh, appointment with somebody that really is, you know, horribly boring. And, you know, I really don't want to have to go to this meeting, but I have to go to this meeting. I'm not afraid of the meeting, but I dread going to that. So I use that word, but uh, my latest thinking, it's always changing. So my latest thinking is that that's not strong enough, an emotion. When I say that I dread being in, you know, a, uh, an old age home and nobody comes to visit me and I'm just sitting there by myself and feeling horrible. Well, in a sense, I do dread that, but even more, I find that horrifying. You know, I really don't want you know, a horrible type of feeling. So I, it's not quite fear, and it's stronger than dread. So now I'm playing with this word horrifying, because it has to be a strong emotion, but not one that paralyzes you. In other words, this is supposed to be a helpful state of mind, not a state of mind that uh, is going to be an obstacle. So then you try to work with it and imagine what is a helpful state of mind, you know, that, that uh, is in this general category of being horrified, fear, uh, afraid of that happening, dread, but not that it paralyzes me because it goes together with confidence that there's a way to avoid it. It's not just fear. There's not the uh, only motivation. Fear plus confidence that there's a way to avoid it Plus, I want to avoid it not just because of me, but because uh, uh, I want to be better able to help others. And it's hurting not just me, but everybody else. If I'm stuck in a hell, if we want to use the initial thing, how can I help anybody? If I'm stuck there for a couple of eons. Remember, there are three types of belief or confidence that we combine here. Based, one based on reason. That it's reasonable, of course, that it makes sense that, that we can change, we can avoid negative behavior. Clear-headed one, that's the one that clears us of any disturbing emotion. So that would be the negative aspect of fear. If we're confident, we don't have that paralyzing type of fear, the healthy type of fear. And then the aspiration, well, this is, I'm confident that I that this is the direction I want to go in, and that I can go in that direction. So, anyone else? Yeah. It's difficult for me to, uh, to visualize uh, my personal hellish situations, and uh, because it doesn't uh, uh, stimulate fear so much. So, is it possible for, in this case, to imagine uh, our, the big problems of our society, for example, uh, the possibility to, 
to, invo to be involved in into war, or will it be just the uh, attempt of my mind to avoid my uh, my re my personal real problems? The Dalai Lama always says, so this is the Dalai Lama, that uh, we need to, you know, of course you need to think in terms of larger social problems, like war, etc., but uh, where we can make some effect to start with is on ourselves. And so the main focus in the beginning is working on ourselves and then spreading that more and more to those around us. And that, that is the way to make social change because most of us don't have the ability to make an enormous social change. So when we think of war, and being in a war situation, well, what causes war? War is caused by anger, being attached to one's own position, not thinking of the other person's, the other side's position. Well, then you transfer that to yourself. When I get into problems with other people, might not be, you know, shooting with guns at war, but the same sort of problem of anger, being attached to just my own side, not considering the other person's opinion, what they're feeling, etc. In other words, if you're afraid of being in a war, well, what can you do effectively that is going to avoid that? Well, what can you do? You go out and do a protest, but we know that uh, although that is, you know, perhaps um, makes you feel better, you're not really getting to the root of the problem. Root of the problem is anger, attachment to one's own side. And that you can only work on in yourself. So you have to be confident that what you do is going to, you know, the two causes here, two types of motivation, two parts of the motivation. You have to be confident that what I do really will have an effect that I can experience personally now. That's working on yourself. Societal change has taken an unbelievable amount of time. You know, you could be afraid of an atomic bomb falling on your head, but what can we do to, you know, to avoid that? Mm -hmm. Hide under the chair? I mean, what? <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, in what way refuge could help to deal with, with, with this fear of atomic bomb? How refuge could help to deal with your own emotional states? Again, by thinking in terms of what is it that we can affect? In other words, be realistic. Right? So I'm afraid of an atomic bomb falling on my head. Well, there's very little that I can do to prevent that bomb from falling. So being afraid of that is not going to help anything. It's just going to make me unhappy. So then, you know, to Shanti Deva's advice, if there's something that uh, you can uh, change, why be upset and worried about it? Just change it. And if it's something that you can't change, that's out of your power, why worry and be upset because it's not going to help? So then what you have changed the focus on instead of being, you know, wanting to work on saving yourself from being, you know, 
uh, having a bomb dropped on your head, that you're saving yourself from the fear, from the unhappiness of the fear. The fear is something that you can work on. If you, you know, something you can do about it, do it. If, the, if you can't do anything about it, well, make the best of your life while the bomb isn't falling on your head. Death's going to come at some time anyway. You can be hit by a truck. You don't have to have an atomic bomb hit, fall on your head. So you change your focus to working to get rid of fear rather than working to get rid of the atomic bomb. Because that's something you can handle. Like if there's a fire, I am afraid that I'm going to just run out of the house myself to save myself and forget about the children. You know, so that's something that you want to work on. That uh, uh, this fear just about myself is not going to override my concern for the rest of my family. That's a good type of fear to work on. Not, you know, I'm afraid that I'm going to be too selfish and just think of, self, of saving myself. So if we are afraid for others, but at the same time, I don't know how to help them, is, it, is this type of fear an obstacle or not? Well, it depends if you feel that I can never learn or if you aim to be able to you know, eventually become a Buddha. So you know every possible you know, way to help others. And so you take steps in that direction. First step, actually listen to what they say. You know, don't just imagine that, you know, what's best for me is best for you. Listen to them. Try to understand it from their side. Not easy. <laughs> okay. We uh, use this uh, method for uh, meditating on uh, refuge progressively with uh, each of the horrifying situations that uh, we want to avoid. And we went through some of them before. So acting destructively toward others, then having disturbing emotions, driving people away because we get angry with them, cling to them, so they feel claustrophobic, they have to run away compulsively forcing our help on them, causing them again to feel claustrophobic and resentful. Stop telling me what to do all the time. Our preoccupation with ourselves, wanting always to have things our way. I'm the one that's right all the time, uncontrollably repeating these patterns of behavior and not knowing how best to help others. So we make wrong decisions, we give unuseful or bad advice. So as we are working through the Lam Rim stages, we can apply this basic idea of refuge at each of the stages. Then you can add on to it renunciation, determination to be free, or bodhicitta, and so on. That just strengthens it. But the structure is the same. So refuge is the basket in which everything fits. So we can try this with uh, one more of uh, these, just to make sure that we understand the method. Okay? Let's try it with uh, disturbing emotions. Right? This is the problem of getting angry with others, losing our patience, getting annoyed, being hostile, aggressive. You know, there's a whole... What should we say? 
configuration yeah. of uh, uh, these unpleasant states of mind. Disturbs us and it certainly disturbs anybody else. So again, we first uh, quiet down by focusing on the breath. And then we think about, you know, you don't have to, you know, visually visualize, but just imagine or just think about this uh, situation of getting horribly angry with uh, others, uh, getting into lots of arguments because of that, and really aggressive, and that's just going to drive others away. This is a pattern that I have, and I'm really horrified at that. But uh, something I really don't want to continue. Horrified at the effect that it has on me, the effect it has on the others that I interact with. It's horrible. But I'm confident that I can change. It is possible to change. I can work on myself. There are plenty of methods that uh, are available. It's just a matter of doing it. Buddha taught lots of methods for overcoming anger, and they work. And I really want to stop disturbing others because of my bad temper and, and lack of patience with them. And now imagine we're in the middle, you know, we use the image of falling off a cliff, we're already falling. So what's the application of that? That I'm in an interaction with somebody and I'm getting more and more angry and more and more impatient. So already falling into that uh, pattern and about to reach the bottom where both sides explode into, you know, having a big argument. I really want to avoid that. That would be horrible if that's what happens with our interaction, with our meeting. And so I stop, put positive direction. I'm going to apply all the methods, not getting angry, stopping because this is going, our whole conversation is going in the absolute wrong direction that I don't want it to go in. Because it's just making me disturbed, it's making you disturbed, it's making everybody else who's in the room disturbed. And that's not at all what I want. I'm going to go in that safe direction of avoiding further and further fall into this argument. Stop. Now we imagine we're just on the edge of the cliff about to fall off. So what does that mean? That means the other person in our conversation has said something very aggressive to me. And now I'm right on that edge of losing my temper and getting angry. At that point, 
I want to put the safe direction in my life. I'm, I really don't want to go, to fall into the big argument at this point. And then the third situation, where you're heading toward the edge of the cliff. So it's like you're going to have this meeting with this person, and already we're defensive. Already we're expecting that there's going to be an argument. We haven't gotten into the argument yet, but already we're in this state of mind that's ready to fight. Offensive, aggressive, push my point. At that point, before we even get to that edge of falling into getting angry and having an argument, no, I'm going to put safe direction in my life. Not going to go there. Because I also don't want to disturb that person that I'm going to meet. This is the safe direction we want to go in. Work on myself to avoid anger. Horrified at what it does. I'm confident that I can get over it. And I'm concerned about the effect that it has on others when I do get angry. I don't want to hurt them. Then we go back to focusing on the breath. It's always helpful to dedicate at the end of your meditation. May this act as a cause for really overcoming my anger, having the safe direction in my life so that I can truly be of best help to everyone. And if we want it to be really complete, we would start with the intention before. I want to work on this in order to Stop having so many problems with anger and be of more help to others. You set the intention at the beginning as well. You put that in right after quieting down with the breath. <laughs> 